Hey, Vanessa. Hey, Michael. Do you know what grinds my gears? You should. I mean, there's about a dozen things that do. We talked about this one today. Mm. Easter egg hunt is eggs. It's not candy. And then you go, well, it's not about the candy. Easter's not about the candy. Well, let's get rid of all candy then. Fine. You explain to your daughter on Easter Sunday morning why the Easter Bunny didn't bring her a basket. Or the Easter Bunny can bring hard-boiled, dyed eggs the way it's supposed to be. No. That is, that's... Easter egg hunt is plastic eggs with candy in them. Sometimes they have quarters. And sometimes the way it used to be is the better way. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what grinds my gears. Welcome to Fireproof Your Retirement, a show with 30 minutes of real questions, real concepts, and real answers. Your hosts are Michael and Vanessa Markey, a husband and wife duo with a playful on-air dynamic and common sense approach toward teaching listeners how to take control of their finances. Michael is the numbers and strategies guy who is passionate about solving financial issues. The standard deviation, I mean, I would talk about standard deviation as well, but they talk about the, the beta, the alpha, the standard deviation of the particular uh, mutual fund allocation that we're looking at. Vanessa is the down-to-earth voice of reason, pulling his reins in. Okay, but your $5,000 couch isn't going to turn around and pay for something if you have a catastrophic event. This philosophy has led Michael and his firm, Legacy Financial Network, to receive national recognition from being named one of the 10 most innovative agencies in the country by AM Best, to being deemed a local celebrity from Insurance Newsnet Magazine and a hero to the insurance industry from Life Health Pro. He has even been given the Moving America Forward Award from William Shatner. And now, here are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa Markey. This is Fireproof Your Retirement. With me, as she is each and every week, the beautiful, the sassy, the I think Easter egg should have candy, Vanessa Markey. Everybody else agrees with me. You think so? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm taking I wish, a poll. I'm I wish we a, did have a we're poll. We're taking a poll. Where? Where are they going to poll? I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. You're going to get a Russian company to help lobby your poll results? <laughs> yeah, that'll be exceptionally biased. and they'll <laughs> Do it through Facebook. We'll see if it's real. Right. Well, this is Fireproof Your Retirement. Our goal, our passion, our hope is to change our listeners' lives, you know, for the next week or month, year. By changing the way we look at money. There's little things we can do to help make money be less of a wedge. That's what I can't stand. Right. I can't stand the way money is a wedge. It's a wedge. We're going to talk today about how it's a wedge in friendships mm-hmm. and how to change that. We're going to talk about what is our obsession as a culture, our obsession. With being rich. Yeah, what does rich mean? No idea. Because why does rich often mean the accumulation of possessions. Right. Because I'm not rich unless people know that I'm rich. Right. But yet the people that look like they're rich oftentimes aren't rich. Right. You know, we get to have conversations with And the people, people who are rich oftentimes don't look like they are. You have no idea. Right. I remember in high school, I went to a small boarding school because um, I could throw a baseball pretty well. Not anymore. And <laughs> moving on. <laughs> You're like the salt to my wound. Sore spot. <laughs> but it was when Daimler was purchasing Chrysler. Uh-huh. We, in our business class, they had us all read the Wall Street Journal every day. And I remember all of a sudden about three or four of us looked at it and we're looking at the 
I think vice president or president of Chrysler. Mm -hmm. And he had the same last name as a kid in our class. And all of a sudden. Light bulb. Right. We're looking at it going. (laughs) His name was Mike. Hey, Mike. He's like, what? Your dad just got a $10 million buyout? He's like, yeah, he's not too happy about it. We're like, well, sorry. What do you expect? $11 million? But $10 million wasn't good enough. We're going to talk about habits of successful people today. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the habits. His dad wasn't upset that he lost his job because he had $10 million and it should have been eleven. He was upset that I don't think he felt like he was finished there. Right. Now, one of the things that I have a problem with some of these studies that we... So, we I stumbled upon, and this may surprise some people, I happened to read an article on CNBC. Oh, my gosh. Now, not to push my own habits on anybody else, it is something that I was told years ago, and I don't remember who, when, where, but somebody said... You never want to be handcuffed, a prisoner, to one viewpoint. Mm-hmm. And they said, read a lot. Right. And read a lot from different sources. Absolutely. Now, I mean, pe- look at what's going on today right now. People only watch one specific news mm-hmm. network, and now everybody is stuck in their hole. I can't stand watching the news. I don't anymore. I ignore well, it. And it takes too long. They don't get to the meat of it. Right. But one of the things that, so I, I read this article, it's on CNBC called Author Who Studies Millionaires. Here's how habits can make you rich or poor. And I typed in that when we wanted to talk about the show today. Mm-hmm. And it came up with dozens upon dozens of articles on Habits all rich people share. And it goes back to this obsession we have with being rich, but I don't want to go down that rabbit hole just yet. So here's a study done by Columbia University. And I think also then there's it, it melds this study with talking about one from Indiana University. But one of the things that was interesting, it said the um, transfer effect. Mm-hmm. Now, the transfer effect is that one good habit is likely to lead to other good habits, but one bad ha- habit... Mm-hmm. is more likely to lead to bad habits. Right. Mm-hmm. This may surprise, it, this surprised me. I guess hearing it makes common sense, but that somebody who smokes cigarettes is seven times more likely to smell like smoke. No. I'm kidding. That wasn't the study. <laughs> Cigarette smokers are seven times more likely to smoke pot, right. weed, marijuana, mm-hmm. the stinky, stinky juju. <laughs> transfer effect it also leads to something they called keystone habits and that's where we started it basically says they're infectious behaviors that really act like catalysts to birth other related habits right. so if you're in your car and you know you've always grown up listening to the radio in the car then that be kind of comes um married together or a coke with pizza or pepperoni right. with pizza. Right. Those things are little examples. And so the author goes then into rich habits. And this is a problem I had with it. It's, I think, the academic world, and we do this in finance, but the academic world gets so singularly focused on something. And then we transcribe that as a conclusion. Right. As the absolute end all be all. As a conclusion to other things, to an outcome. Right. 
So this author says there's these rich habits. For example, aerobic exercise is a keystone habit, meaning more rich people work out more. And then it said rich people tend to, or wealthy people, tend to eat healthier food. They tend to less or watch less TV. They tend to um, save more of their income. Now, is that a habit because they're wealthy? Or is that a habit they're afforded? Because they're wealthy. Wealthy. Uh-huh. And I think this perpetuates some of this divide that we get in our culture. Like it's unfair. Mm-hmm. So be careful reading some of these articles and taking it as a cause and effect. If I start, and I don't know how many of our listeners are doing this, going, well, if I start working out more, then I'll be wealthy. If I start eating better, I'll be wealthy. I think those things make us feel better right. about our lives. And when we feel better, we tend to do better. Maybe that's what they mean by these keystone habits. Right. But I also know people who work out on a daily basis. Heck, they even practically have a gym in their basement and they are dirt poor. Mm-hmm. And one of the keystone habits, though, that I noticed, and so we read three or four, five different articles, you and I, and we're going through it. One of the biggest, or I guess a few of the bigger ones, was number one, having a plan. Mm-hmm. Now, having a plan, they talked about how most were written down. I believe in that. Now, you also have to identify your weakness. If right. you're not a planner, then maybe that's why you have an advisor mm-hmm. or you have an attorney to do what? Write down your plan if you pass. Right. That's what a will is. Mm -hmm. Or a planner to write down your plan on how much you're going to save each month. Help hold you accountable. Right. There's another keystone habit, though, about mentors Mm -hmm. and about who you surround yourself with. Mm -hmm. You know, the finance world will still say that math is the end-all, be-all. Right. If you go work with an advisor, most advisors... And you want to talk about investment. What do you think they talk about first? How much you're going to be getting back or rate of return. You're right. The interest rate. Right. How much this thing grows. Right. Because that's exciting. AKA, how much money are you going to get? Right. Now, that's important. Mm-hmm. But does rate of return solely dictate the end result? No. I'm going to say behavior does mm-hmm. more so than anything else. If rate of return dictated the end result, then... Why would we need advisors? Wouldn't we really just need to teach people in high school or college what a financial calculator calculator is mm-hmm. and how to use it? Right. Because then no one would ever take out a home equity loan to pay for a car. No. Because they would get it. Well, I'm paying this thing off 30 years now. Even at a low interest rate, I'm now paying more than I would at a high interest rate over five years. Right. They would never take out high interest credit card balances. So it's not always just about math. Right. Focusing just on math would be like having a basketball team and the only thing you teach your players is how to shoot. Right. Maybe even just how to shoot a three. I'll just say how to shoot. You didn't teach them how to dribble, pass, defense. Right. You You might run any plays. Right. They may be fantastic at scoring. But they can't get the ball up the court, so what does it matter? And you know what? Even if they could, it doesn't work. Mm, A la Rich Rodriguez, Michigan football 10 years ago. The most most exciting and the most aggravating seasons I've ever seen in my life. Anyways, back to habits. Well, back to habits, but it's also knowing our weaknesses. Mm -hmm. So you were telling me a story about, well, your brother. Right. 
Go ahead. Right. So, you know, he is the type of person that when when he gets his paycheck, his friends will call him and they go out and it's, hey, I've got all this money. Right. Type of a thing. So well, he's he's their man. Well, and he's, he's a millennial. Mm-hmm. So are we. We're at the older end of him. But he he makes pretty good money. Yep. He works. I mean, the people always he, say millennials don't work hard. He works he hard. Does. He works hard. He just is, spends hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> work hard, spend hard. Right. Um, he just he doesn't have very many responsibilities, so he doesn't have to think about it, nor is he a think about the future type of a person. It's I got my paycheck, so I'm going out. So how do these relationships, though, prevent him? Well, maybe not prevent him, but um almost put him in a stagnation of maturity. Well, I mean, because he goes out and bless his heart, he wants everybody to be happy and have a good time. So when he gets his paycheck, it's drinks are on Spencer type of a thing. And it's he's doing better than everybody else. So he's high man on the totem pole. So they make, so because his friends, the people he surrounds himself with, um, aren't doing as well financially. They make him think he is. High on the hill. Yeah. Big, big man on campus. Now, that doesn't mean, though, are we saying that um, you should surround yourself, all your friends should make more than you? No. That don't it, be friends with broke people. No. It means you need to form habits mm-hmm. with these people or not let these people well, drag you into poor spending habits. Well, word it another way. If he's got a couple hundred bucks left in his bank account, and I, this isn't a, a true story, this part, I'm just... Um, Theorizing here. Mm. If he has a few hundred dollars left in his bank account, though, and they say, hey, you want to go out tonight? And if he were to say, no, I've only got a couple hundred bucks left until payday. Which is supposed to last him three or four days. They're going to be like, dude, it's not a big deal. It's a couple hundred bucks. Let's go out. We're going to have a good time. Right. So they encourage him then. Right. To have bad behaviors because to them, that's plenty of money. Absolutely. Kind of like that song that you no, really, no, no, really no, no. hate. Don't bring it up. It's a direct correlation to what we're talking about, though, because that's the mentality you know, this of people. Thing, this thing gets me... All right, I'm going to find it. Hold on. We've got it saved because we wanted to talk about it before. Basically... Are you ready? Yeah, I am ready because I can see you boiling. Do you know what grinds my gears? You. Yeah. Right Anyways, now. this here, the exact introduction into this song is the mentality of... This generation. Correct. Uh, you know what? Absolutely. Not this generation. Broke people, don't bring that song up. I know my rent was gonna be late about a week ago. I worked my, but I still can't pay it though. But I got just enough to get off in this club and be a good time before my time is up. Hey, let's get it now. What? That song just riles me up. Not in a good way. I'm not saying, hey, I'm ready to go to the club. No, uh, hey, I'm ready to. Throw this in the trash. I know. <laughs> why is that so funny? Because you get so angry about a song, and I understand your perspective and why you're getting angry, but it's it's a song. But it is a direct correl- correlation of the mentality of the kids that my it, brother hangs out with. And it's not just kids. Oh, I kids, mean, I mean, they're in their mid-20s. Well, but yeah, but I see this with 40-year-olds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, well, why wouldn't I? You know, I'll... I'll I don't know. Or I'm I'm investing in my 401k, Mike. So what's the big deal? Well, you're doing it to make yourself feel better. And in three days, you're going to have nothing. Right. And you've got, fine, you've got $500 in savings and checking, though. And then that translates into anytime something goes bad, you got to put it on a credit card. Right. So it's about 
it's about this circle. I forget what movie this is from, but circle of influence. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying if you've got friends of yours that are broke, that they're bad friends and stop hanging out with them. But if you're trying to turn the corner, a few suggestions I have. Number one, you've got to work. You've got to identify this weakness. Right. So work with somebody. We help people all the time who I would say their family would think they were really successful. Mm-hmm. They've got a nice, go ahead. I was going to say, because they have the nice clothes. Mm-hmm. They've got nice watches. They're the ones who are always offering, hey, I'll buy this. Hey, I'll buy that. Blah, blah, blah. Great gifts, yep. vacations, mm-hmm. house, cars. Super extravagant lifestyle on super high debt. Yes, but even some without the debt. The problem is, is maybe they've got 400000 or 300000 which sounds, if you don't have that, it sounds like a lot. Right. But they're living on a seventy or $80,000 a year lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And Social Security and pensions will only bring two-thirds of that. Right. Where does the other third come from? People just go, oh, I'll just, I'll just find it. Right. Well, that's what I got the 400000 for. Well, sort of. You need thirty grand a year. Yeah, your four hundred thousand is not going to last you that long. Or maybe they've got, they live on a fifty thousand dollar budget lifestyle, mm-hmm. but they've only got thirty that's going to be replaced from Social Security, and they've only got three hundred. Twenty thousand dollars a year off three hundred isn't going to last a long time. Get with a consultant, somebody in the financial world who can talk to you about these things, who's not mean about it, but will be poignant with you. Mm-hmm. Who will tell you, hey, the math doesn't work here. Who will focus more than just on rate of return. Because rate of return, as we said earlier, is like coaching a basketball team and only teaching them how to shoot a basket, but ignoring passing, dribbling, defense. Mm -hmm. Rate of return, only focusing on that for financial planning, means you're ignoring taxes, income, and health care. Pretty big things. That's why I recommend people go to our workshops. They're right there at the local libraries. Um, We just concluded them for this month, but I know our invites just went out for next month and it fills up pretty quickly. So I encourage you to go online. If you go online, we'll make sure that you get a spot. Um, It's at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com, LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. It's right there on the homepage or you can call our office. It's 616-589-4004. The number again is 616-589-4004. So call and talk to one of our office staff, and they're going to make sure that a seat is saved for you. Mike Markey is full of information, but as you probably already know, he gets so excited to give out that information that he speaks at about 900 words per minute with gusts up to 1,300. Now's your chance to get that information at your own pace. Mike has written a book called Fireproof Your Retirement, which can be found on Amazon. It covers many of the same topics we cover during the show, including income planning, asset allocation, gifting, taxes, and much more. As you know, Mike is all about paying it forward. That is why 100% of the proceeds go to local fire departments. Once again, that's Fireproof Your Retirement by Michael Markey, which can be found on Amazon.com. Okay, and final segment today of Fireproof Your Retirement. Today, we've been talking about habits. We've been talking about how we believe the financial world sometimes um, does a study and takes a habit or takes this thing and makes it a conclusion, which isn't always true. 
Correct. And the fact that apparently in order to be happy, everyone needs to make millions of dollars. Right. And what does it mean? Mm -hmm. This obsession with things to show people we have money then therefore often leads to those who don't. Right. Because I get to see something you guys don't. I get to see the behind the curtains. And there's a lot of people out there that have a lot less than what we think they might have. So we stumbled upon, we started today with the what grinds my gears and Easter egg hunt is an egg, but the way things used to be, see how silent you uh, tiebreaker. Nope. I've come up with something. Tiebreaker. My parents are coming over for the final four game today. Ask That's the Lori. stupidest tiebreaker. <laughs> so you want me to ask the people who gave you your behaviors and social norms, what they think would be the right way. We can ask your mom too. That's like asking the architect of the Titanic. If they think icebergs are dangerous. That's a little excessive. Well, let's go to this commercial we found. John Houseman. Not, that's not loud enough. Let's start Smith over. Bar- and by the way, this commercial, nothing John to do with Houseman the Titanic. For the investment firm of Smith Barney. Good investments don't walk up, bite you on the bottom, and say, we're here. Finding them takes good old-fashioned hard he is. work. Say, we're here. Finding them takes good old-fashioned hard work. Research. And I love how he can't say research. It's research. He's got an English accent. Oh, he's English? Yeah. No way. But you know what he's eating? I didn't notice this till now. An egg. A hard-boiled egg. Continue. The idea here was, you know, sometimes the way it used to be isn't always bad. Right. And so we've got to go back. We go to the before the creation of the 401k, we have a cataclysmic event in our industry. 1977, we create the 401k. Go before the 401k? Pension. Pension. Focus. There was a focus on income. Mm-hmm. And income, in my opinion, is really two things. I've got short-term income. I've got long-term income. Mm-hmm. That generation always took care of short-term income first. Right. And it's why they've gotten so frustrated when it comes with, to comedies, whoops, I it, didn't mean to do that. It's why they got so frustrated and this disconnect with future generations because they always had cash. Mm-hmm. Always. Right. They remember going to the bank and the bank being closed. And I don't mean it was a Sunday. Mm-hmm. I mean, their money was gone. gone. So we've been struggling as a society with this brokenness mm-hmm. for a long time. There's a show that came back. It's a mesh, a meld of old school meets new school in the same school. And I'm just going to let you know, he's like a kid in a candy store with this thing. I like it. Are you talking about this audio equipment or the show? The show. I like it. It's Roseanne. I was hoping we'd have a little extra money to play around with. You know, I have my own system for extra money. First we send in the phone bill and we forget to sign the check. There you go. Everyone has been there. And the water bill to the electric company, electric bill to the water company. Now you're cooking. And you know that charge card bill, it never even showed up. Please, please let it be a word he knows. Your word is foreclosure. (laughs) We've had the same thing as seven. Please, 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 will our oldest son not do something bad here? Right. (laughs) Or then we found this clip. This was actually from the new show. Money. <laughs> I don't know, Mom. Let me let me tell you the 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 scene. It's Darlene. So if you remember Darlene from the old show, she was the daughter. Now Darlene's daughter 
is asking her for money in the family kitchen. That hasn't changed a bit. It's weird. Hey. Hey. Can I have some money? <laughs> I don't know. Mom, can I have some money? <laughs> I don't know. Can I have some money? And you, you can't see it, but she's looking up the sky, basically going, God, send me some money. Right. I bring this. Well, you know, let me ask you, why, why are we bringing Roseanne into it? Not just because we both look. I mean, I'm not trying to speak for you. I'm not a male chauvinistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pig. We both enjoy the show. <laughs> but, so what? how does this translate to today? Why? Why, why here? Why now? This show to because help people. B- people are struggling. I mean, you just sat there and listened to them in the old series talking, 30 years about, ago. talking about how they have extra money by not paying their bills, basically. And now they're still in the same kitchen and they still don't have any money. Right. And now you've got hip heart, hip heart, hip hop artists saying the same thing with, I know my rent was going to be late about a week ago. I worked my, but I still can't pay it though. But I got just enough to get off in this club and be a good time before my time is up. Hey, let's get. There's a point of living in the now. We right. We started the show, though, talking about successful habits. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find a stat for this. But I'm going to tell you that I think everybody, they, they were a lot of times saying rich people, broke people. And they would say 70% of rich people said this and 30% said this, uh, you know, or 20% of rich people said or whatever, of broke people said this. I would tell you some of the most successful people I know have been broke. Mm-hmm. They remember it. And they never want to do it again. I had a friend not too long ago who they were talking about something. And I don't want to get into the details because it, it, it's just too personal. And they looked at me and they said, you don't know what it's like anymore. I go, what, what does that mean? They go, you don't know what it's like to not have money, to be broke, to hmm. be paycheck to paycheck. You know, I looked at him and said, I remember vividly what it's like. Mm-hmm. I work as much as I do because I've gotten to do something in my life that I feel has purpose that I get to, I, I feel this is what I was put on earth to do. Right. But I also got to this point because I was so fearful of ever being back in the position that I would write a check and not know that, you know, and cross my fingers and hope that it wasn't cashed before there was money behind it. Right. One of the biggest habits I could say that I've noticed for successful people, whether I think of it with losing weight, look at how many people were really big and worked really, really hard mm-hmm. to lose all that. And you ask them, how have you kept it off? And it's like, I worked too hard to get rid of it to then have to do that again. Yeah, I don't and, know. And I remember what it was like to not be able to get out of a chair. I don't know if I could do that again. Right. I've seen people be broke who now have something and having something is relative to their personal situation to each individually. Right. But when you ask them, how are you still doing it? And it's, I remember being back there and I don't know that I could work so hard again to overcome those hurdles. Mm -hmm. And so if you're struggling right now, sometimes it's just a matter of having somebody give you a point blank talk. Mm Mm-hmm. I have met people with three, four, five, six hundred thousand in their 401ks, in their retirement accounts, and they are paycheck to paycheck. Right. If you're one of those people, boy, this might get me in trouble. I'm going to say it. If you're one of those people, 
your advisor has failed you. Absolutely. You are paying them money and they have failed you with a capital F and an exclamation, not kind of, not sort of, 100% failed you. We may not be the right firm. We might not be the right fit. You might not like, maybe you don't like me right now for saying the person you kind of like has failed you. But if you're able to invest each month and you're broke, you're paycheck to paycheck, my industry, this industry, we have failed you. Get a second opinion. Let us show you how planning, planning is done. Think of it like basketball again. You know, you might have an offensive coach to teach the kids how to shoot better, Mm -hmm. how to be better offensively, but the head coach better have enough people there, part of the team, to teach those players offense, dribbling, passing, defense. Come to one of our workshops. They're free. They are they're they're educational. We're not gonna hop you up on all these free stakes and gifts, but it is good information. Go online, get in there, reserve your spot before they get filled up. It's 616. Well, call us. You can go online at legacyfinancialnetwork.com. It's legacyfinancialnetwork.com or call us at 616-589-4004. 616-589-4004. Until next week, this has been another episode fireproof your retirement god bless this has been fireproof your retirement for more information contact michael j markey jr of legacy financial network call toll free at 855 lf network or online at legacyfinancialnetwork.com All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Mike Markey and Legacy Financial Network are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.